0: Hey, guys, before we get into the episode, I just want to take a minute for Emily and I to tell you about Patreon. Emily, first, we're kind of redoing the Patreon page, and there's going to be a lot of different tiers, that people right. can pledge different amounts of money and get different stuff. And I'm going to talk about that in a, in a minute. But right now, we have a good crew of people already on Patreon that are supporting us every month. A lot of people have been with us for a long time.
5: Good people who get their names slaughtered every time we <laughs> Yeah, <sleep.
0: laughs> Yeah. But before we get into the episode, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about Patreon and give a big special thanks to all these people. And since I'm a dyslexic moron who can barely even read anything. <laughs> Not to mention some pretty tough uh, names that that are from all over the world, if you know what I mean. Uh, I'm going to let you read but all I, yeah, these but guys. I, do I love all know. these guys. If I'm
5: slaughtering any of these, they should call us and leave us a little audio clip right. well, of how to pronounce You can give correctly. them your
0: cell phone um, I, I, will, I don't know if I want mine out there. I, I want my cell phone out <laughs> there. I'm just Call me. I will give any one of the Patreoners <laughs> my cell phone and you can call me anytime you want. Absolutely. Seriously.
5: Love these guys. All right. Anthony Mackie, Metal Dan, Fred Rutz, James Bennett. Why, by the way, I have my retainer in. Can you guys tell? i <laughs> <how> to <laughs> take my retainer out. It's okay. James Bennett, Jason Seth. <laughs> this is a treat. Jay Veninsky. Hey, Jay. JB Allen, Jean-Francois Blas. You know how, Blas, B-L-A-I-S. Right. Do you remember the um, drummer from Slaughter? Wasn't his name? Oh, it was Blas Elliot or something. Yeah, I don't know. Elias. Blas Elias. Wow. All
0: right, anyway. All right. You're on it.
5: I'm on it. I know Slaughter. Someone help me pronounce his name, but the drummer slaughter. from Slaughter. If someone As can you call slaughter us, the names, you I did. talk about Slaughter. His name was Blas Elias or something. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I know Slaughter better than you. I know one thing better than you, Mark. Right. Um, Jens Jacobson or Jens Jacobson, but I would say Jens Jacobson because I work for Jansen. Yeah, and he's is,
0: from... He's from Sweden, I think. So, so yeah. they would say Jens Jacobson. Okay,
5: I think um, John Beverley, Michael Street, Mike Jones, David Gray, Miles Atwood, Rick Bunch. Ron Kiel, hey, Ron's going to be on the show. Yes, coming up, Ron right? is
0: coming up. I'm I'm in theory going to be interviewing him on Tuesday. I never like to announce that stuff beforehand because then somebody goes and interviews them and throws it up before I do on their podcast or um, whatever reason it, jinx it. it jinx, what jinxes it jinxes jinxes it, and I don't end up doing it. But
5: we it, love Ron though. Ron's Man, the best. I had so much fun hanging out with him. Where did, where were we with him? And that hotel, like Atlanta, uh, that was it. Atlanta at Kiss the Expo. Vinnie- oh my god! Yeah. We got
0: we got pounded at the bar. At least you, I don't know where you were. Ron and I were there for. I felt like I was. Like, with,
5: uh, I was talking with Eddie Trunk that oh, night okay. forever. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was with Ron, and, and he told these just incredible stories. And and then the next day, when he did an interview with us, uh, of course, I felt like this stuff wasn't nearly as uh, like as powerful as he was, he was. telling your, me the night before. <laughs> but, yeah, we love Ron, and he's been on the show numerous times. I can't wait to talk to him again this yeah, week. Yeah, that's awesome. And he, he supports us on Patreon. Ron freaking Kiel, Kiel supports Mark Striegel on, on Patreon. Give this
5: dude some support. Yeah. Go support him on Patreon. That's yes, what I have to say. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, Sean Morgan, Steve Hoker. Yo, Steve, what's up? And Steven Saylor. Do I sound good with the retainer?
0: Yeah. Don't have a little <laughs> lispy
5: thing going on. Yeah. It's cool though, right?
0: It is. And what else is cool is that we are rocking the Patreon page. We're going to take it up to another level. So if you don't join us on Patreon, please consider it because there are all these different tiers. There's like five different tiers. And depending like level one, you get like a bonus podcast. That's like $2 a month. And then it, and, you know it progresses from there. There's like the $10 a month tier. Then there's the $20 a month tier. And each tier gives you different access to different forms of media and even access to us at the, at the $100 tier, which we have no one doing that. But if, if you do the $100 tier, basically, you can just reach out to Emily and I whenever the hell you want. And we'll, uh, we'll definitely talk with you. We'll take you to dinner when you're in New York. I mean, that's a crazy tier, the $100 a month tier. But I do want to point out level four, the $25 a month tier. We already have some people doing this level. This is level four the $25 a month uh, tier. Again, some people are already doing this. And what you get for this tier, I'm not going to go through all the rewards right here on the podcast, but for 25 bucks a month, you get a Talking Metal t-shirt. You get bonus podcasts. Uh, this is We're setting up the RSS for this right now. It's going to be a separate RSS from what I understand. It's bonus podcasts that you don't get unless you're a Patreon supporter at level four. Um, You're going to get first looks at any Talking Metal video. You get to look at it first before anyone sees it, before it goes public on YouTube. It is available to the Patreon people who are level four people. You also get Exclusive videos, stuff that you won't see on the Talking Metal YouTube page, exclusive stuff. I just posted one of these, me talking about stuff, stuff that I don't talk about on the podcast. I get a little crazy, you know? I, I, I uh, really let loose because so far there's only two of you who I think have access to this tier. Um, you also get to request five songs a year. You get to email me. You know when you have. Hey, I'd love to hear this tune on the podcast. You have you have five opportunities throughout the year to email me with your song requests. I will send you as many Talking Metal stickers as you want. And here you go, Emily, level four. They get exclusive photos of you that aren't on your Instagram. Yeah, but they're
5: not nudes. Can we make that clear?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Some of them get close. I have one. It's like a bikini picture you sent me. I was like, I think this is going up on the... uh, Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah.
5: Okay. Because Mark basically said, send me whatever you haven't posted on Instagram. And there are a number that I haven't... Did I send you a bikini pic? Yes. Okay. That's cool. But you know what? Eve, if you moved to Maplewood, you see me in that bikini at the pool in the summer. <laughs> right, there you, there you go. <laughs> Standing in line for a popsicle for my sons.
0: Okay, wow, what a long intro, but yeah, big thanks to everyone who is with us on Patreon. And to everyone who's buying shirts, too. You know, I really appreciate all the support you guys give us. Here we go, Talking it's Metal. good shirt. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock some metal and anything else we feel like we're also going to jam some tunes have a drink and share some honest opinions thanks for listening to the talking metal podcast let's get things started this is the sean baker orchestra with which way to radio land All right, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. There is a lot of stuff going on on today's show. With interviews, we are going to uh, hear from John Gallagher, who last time Emily and I hung out with a little over a year and a half ago, we hung out with Mm -hmm. him in, where was that, Nashville, at the Pod and Rock Expo. The the legendary John Gallagher of Raven, a band that I loved when I was a kid. Still love to this day. They are out there making... Potent music, as as great as ever, so definitely support John Gallagher. He's gonna tell us about the new music that's coming out later this year. Raven will hopefully release brand new music. So I can't wait for that. Stay tuned to hear from John Gallagher, a brand new interview with him. We also have my good friend Opus. You know Opus from I remember Yeah, Opus. Dead by of Wend- I Wednesday and Gargantuan Soul, G Soul. Yes. Right? Yeah, great guy. We actually you know, I'm trying to think. The Minx played a yes, gig we did. once. In, in Stanford, in Stanford Connecticut. Connecticut. And he was at the show
5: Was it Stanford, Connecticut? He
0: Could be Somewhere yeah. <laughs> I don't know
5: um, And it was with um, The guy from Trans-Siberian Orchestra Oh, Steve. right
0: Right, right, right I know Blanket. who you're talking about Yeah, yeah, yeah That yeah. was
5: a fun gig With a lot of good people Yeah I, I miss so, the Minx, man yeah,
0: Emily's old band The Minx They're on Spotify no, don't go there M-Y-N-K-S The Minx <laughs> um, Yeah, so he's on the show today And then Last but not least, a great guy who I really enjoy talking to, Jordy from the band The Crown Remnant. And what what a what a pleasure it was talking to him. You know, I I didn't really know much about him. I didn't know what to expect from the interview. Got him on the phone. Loved him. Great guy, and has a great band. Jordy has this band called The Crown Remnant, and he's going to tell us all about their uh, their deal, and we're going to hear some of their music. So let's uh, let's start the rocking, Emily, right now. This is Iron Maiden, the red and the
4: black.
5: Wait to see yeah. them in Brooklyn later this year with Mark. Man, that's going to be a fun gig. I can't wait. I I'm, cannot wait.
0: And the last time we saw them, we saw them twice. Mm-hmm. We're such diehards. That the last time they came through the states, which was, let's see, two, I guess that was 2017. We saw them. We saw them in Newark, and then we went all the way out to Brooklyn to see them uh, there, and two great shows. And, you know, I was just talking to my friend Mike Marco, who was saying, you know, I'm a maiden fan. I love them, but they played too much new stuff on the last tour. They played seven new songs.
5: And we, we knew, we were kind of, we knew that that was coming. Yeah, well, I liked
0: it. I mean, that was one of the, the new songs I think they played, the red and the black. But I, I, I liked the, the, the Book of Souls stuff. So it didn't bother me that much. And I was prepared for it because I've been seeing the set list. But, guys, I think. That judging from what they did in Europe in 2018, when they bring this leg of the tour back through America and, and Canada, they are going to, at least I think Canada, I don't know. I don't know if they're playing. Yeah, they are playing Canada because they're playing Montreal for sure. Um, but yeah, when they bring this leg of the tour back... I suspect it's going to be more the classics. Cause, uh, I think so. Yeah. Because that, they
5: don't have anything new to support. And they had the new album on right. the last tour, and they really were pushing it hard. And this tour is going to be more for us. Yeah. I mean, the, the hardcore old school fans, it's going to give us what we want. I can't wait to see Yannick do his thing again. Oh, yeah. Did you see that video I put up on <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Instagram that was, that a while ago? That was crazy ago? good. Yeah. I took, I mean, everyone knows Yannick. Tell me the your Yonic. Instagram. So space.com pony um is my instagram and i took a video of yannick because man the dude got the moves right i mean yes. he just dances like a, a maniac and i love maniacs and yannick is the biggest maniac in metal the biggest dancing maniac in metal <laughs> he's and, a dancing uh, I put, fool i love that guy <laughs> i put up and some he played video. with gillen
0: he played on on uh, the the gillen album magic oh, which he's is totally, is talented. totally magic I, mean, you yeah.
5: know what? I appreciate the fact that he doesn't give a an f about like right. what people think about him you know he just kind of goes out there and has Does a good time thing, yeah. i love that i love people like that. i like crazies mark knows that
0: yes yes and let's uh let's get into a little music right now this is coming from the new lance king record lance was on the podcast not long ago the album is is called Reprogram and it is coming soon. It is a great new release by Lance King. This is the song Limitless. Real strong, powerful message, uh, positive, uh, forward-thinking. I, I really, really dig what this guy is about. His music is strong. His message is strong. And yeah, man, I I, I was inspired when I spoke with him a, a couple months back. And, and great guy. And the new music sounds great. Definitely check out his new upcoming release, Reprogram. And that song right there, Limitless, comes from that uh that album so we're going to get into our interviews but before we do that emily i wanted to say our kid is sick and we missed going out to saint vitus we were going to hang with seth and i think mike mike the greyhound dad guy was there I too know. and i, I think he terrible. went because he knew we were going it's you know
5: funny I'm i saw but i saw his post on instagram because i follow him on instagram and i liked it and of course seth Shreddy Mercury <laughs> yeah.
0: so a big shout out to Mike and Seth who yeah. were there celebrating Trooper Beer and the great club St. Vitus I hope you guys had a good night I'm I'm we so home, sorry we were home with we our had a babysitter kid. we canceled we the babysitter at the last minute
5: I didn't want to leave I, I I don't know how yeah. you guys I'm sure all you parents out there have a hard time you can't leave your kids when they're feeling sick and Grantie had Grantie I just called him Grantie on, yeah, it's on all right. the podcast you'll um, hear this 10 years from now and be embarrassed <laughs> be but, yeah. embarrassed but yeah, he just he had like strep throat and like a cold on top of it, and you're not gonna leave your kid. And he's still not feeling well tonight. So yeah, it
0: freaking sucks. I know, it sucks. Yeah, I don't um, like
5: all these viruses, viri, yeah. viri. Yeah, he's he's strapped,
0: but I I feel like maybe he's got something he's else on He's got a on cold top on top of, of it. Yeah, he's just yeah. been
5: just pummeled. Yeah, he's getting nailed. He's been pummeled so these past four days. So he'll be he'll be well soon. I'm I haven't sure. left the house. I've left the house maybe ten minutes in the past four days. <laughs> yeah,
0: sucks, but he'll be well soon. And um, so yeah, we apologize that we weren't at St. Fitus. Believe me, we wanted to be there. We were planning and be there to be there. So Mike and Seth and whoever else may have showed up to hang with us i am so sorry that we did not make it there and we need to make a point i guess knowing that sometimes people show up thinking we're going to be somewhere and maybe i'm giving our uh, blowing our ego out a little too much here maybe they weren't showing up to hang with us and they were just going to go anyways but I feel like we at least owe it to, to let people know if, uh, if we're not going to make it, because um, we, we did know earlier in the day that we were going to cancel out. We didn't really announce that. So I apologize. St. Vitus, great, great club. Trooper beer by Iron Maiden, a great beer. I love the taste of it. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's get into an interview with the one and only John Gallagher, legendary guy here on Talking Metal. I love Raven, so, so important. I mean, these guys were revolutionary. They were part of that, that whole scene back in the day. They really, really uh, were an important band to me when I was younger, especially that, that Stay Hard record. So good, so good. Here we go. John Gallagher and Mark Striegel. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and what an honor to once again talk with John Gallagher from the great classic metal band Raven. John, how are you?
6: I'm doing great, Mark. Great to be here.
0: (laughs) It is uh, always an honor to speak with you. I think the last time we spoke was actually a, we did an in person in Nashville. You dropped by this uh, this podcasting expo that I was a part of. Do you That's remember that? Right. Yeah, yeah, that,
6: that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. we turned up not knowing what to expect. Oh, it's like a podcast fair and a record fair. Awesome. (laughs) Right,
0: right, right. And you guys were touring uh, at that time with Dead by Wednesday. And it's coincidentally, I just interviewed Opus from Dead by Wednesday yesterday, and he sends his, uh, his regards to you.
6: Oh, good man, good man. Yeah, cool, man. Well, yeah, I'm, they've got something new coming out and doing well, yeah. Yeah, great. they
0: they got a new record, I think, coming out in, in April. And you guys have a very cool thing happening with a live record, which I, I think the story behind this is really, really interesting because it sounds like maybe you weren't really planning on doing a live record, but you got this recording, and it just sounded Gosh. so good. We're talking about screaming murder, death from above, live in Aliborg. Is that how you say that? Aliborg? Aliborg?
6: Exactly. Yeah. Like like I've been saying on our shows, it sounds like a Danish testicular disease, but it's a city. <laughs> it's for real. Right. Uh, yeah, this was one of those you know, you try to plan things out and sometimes they don't work. And other times things just literally fall into your lap as if the whole thing was planned. This album, this live album is a perfect bridge between the last studio album we did extermination and the new one, which will be coming out. like at the end of the year. And it also introduces Mike Heller, our new drummer as of like the last 18 months, two years. And it's, just the, the right thing at the right time. We've been having delays so the studio album. And we had to redo some stuff and initially change engineer. And, and then we st- we've still got a few things to fix up, and then it's got to be mixed. And the record Company were wanting to delay it till the end of the year. Well, like, it's been so long. It'd be great if we could have something out to bridge that gap. Do we have yeah. anything live? Maybe we could do an EP and make say, well, I've got a few memory sticks from the last tour. I never really got to check. Right. Checks it out and goes, you got to hear this one show. This one shows just on fire. It's like crazy. And we heard it and thought, yeah, let, let, let's do it. it you know, performance wise, it was all there. It had one small issue, which was I'd broken a string on the bass, which never happens. Uh I broke three strings on that tour. I never broke strings in 30 years. It's wow. just a bad batch, I guess. So I had to, you know, just keep singing with my wireless headset mic and run over, change bases. So there was a five-second hole. So I we just, you know, fixed that. And everything else is as is. It's exactly the way it was. Wow. Didn't have to change any drum parts, any guitar parts, any vocal parts. It's absolutely honest. And it's just, you know, it really captures us in full flight. And we didn't know it was being recorded. We had no clue. At the end of the night, the guy came over to Mike and said, I recorded the show. Here's a memory stick. Enjoy. Have fun. Wow. was it.
0: So do you think that the fact that you didn't know it was being recorded enabled you to give a real true live performance? Because I hear sometimes bands talk about, oh, we were filming it and we were nervous or we were recording and, you know, and and that adds to the pressure and sometimes can perfect, you know, affect your performance. Do you you believe that maybe it was such a great performance because you guys were just out doing what you do without having to think about it potentially ending up as a live album?
6: Yeah, to to a degree. I mean, if if you're going to, yeah, we're going to record this for a DVD, that's kind of like a a newer thing. It's something we've never done. So there would be some trepidation involved in that where you're like, oh, we've got cameras, we've got all this going on. But these days, it's like, you know, you you can't burp without it ending up on YouTube. So you've kind of got that in your mind that if you screw up, people are going to see it anyway. This, right. there's no Good way point. around it so you've kindly kind of got immune to that over the years so as far as recording the way it was being recorded if someone had said something yeah maybe you would have been a bit more aware but it's not as bad as it used to be right. like when we did our second live album which was in 95 it was in Japan and I had laryngitis and there was only one show and that was you know, I was freaking out. I could barely talk. Yeah. Came on, and I really didn't know I could sing this set until I opened my mouth and did the first few words. And it was just like, all right, I can get through this. And we're going to mix it in Japan, so we can go in the studio, and if I have to fix something, I'll have to fix it. Well, at the end of the show, my voice went entirely. So it was like, well, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, it, it was okay, but it's a lot better on this one where I'm uh, – in full command of my faculties at least physically i don't know about mentally but at least physically so it makes it a, a lot better and it's just uh you, you can see this progression you know we got three live albums out and to me this one's the best it's got the most energy the best performances and it just uh kills you from start to finish
0: very nice and there is a, a video out for hung drawn and uh courted, which i mean you just sound fantastic on that and and again besides that little mistake or not mistake that little incident where you said you broke a string there's this is a hundred percent live Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, so many of these live records, absolutely. they go back and fix stuff. And, I mean, yeah, so, so it's just, wow, it sounds Well,
6: you're able great. to do it. I mean, if they, if they take the time and put a, a bunch of extra microphones on, and, and especially now with people using basically digital amplifiers, they have, uh, you know, the Axe FX or the Kemper or right. the Line 6 thing, yep. where they have a direct out to the PA, there's no microphone involved. So that guitar track could have been recorded in someone's bedroom, on a bus, just about anywhere. So the temptation to just say, oh, let's just redo that, no one will know, is very true. No one will know. Uh, On ours, the microphone had moved on the guitar. We had to do a lot of uh, gizmotron nonsense to try and make it sound the way it's supposed to sound but that didn't involve any replacing of tracks or replaying anything. So what you hear is what you get. And that's when,
0: what it was very cool. And when you get like, you mentioned like uh, it was on a flash drive or thumb drive or something. But when you get that, are the tracks like individually split out so you can then do a yep. mix. Okay. Wow. So it's like yeah, a pro it tools. It it's,
6: it's, it's pro tools. It was a pro tool session put on memory stick. Yep. Yeah? So awesome. it was a uh, 16 track. Um, there you go. Very Brilliant. cool.
0: And when you say you didn't even know it was being recorded, is that something like that? Your sound guy did without you really knowing, or is that something the club, the, the well, what, theater what that the you played? Was,
6: yeah, we were in, it was in Denmark. Um, we were on tour, as uh, special guests for Udo Dirk Schneider, the ex accept singer who was doing his, uh, basically a set of accept songs. Right. So it was, a Ooh, like, we were out for like 70 days. There was 50 dates with them and we got bored with the days off. So we filled them in with our own headline gigs. So by that point, we'd probably played about 60 60 gigs. So we were, uh, you know, we were good to go. (laughs) (laughs) We were in form, definitely. So, you know, it was, and it was an hour set. So it recorded the whole set. The only thing, the only other editing that was done was uh, maybe, you know, four or five seconds clipped out between one or two songs just to make it move along a little quicker. That's about it. There was no other touching up of instruments, which, like you say, is been done since time immemorial. You know, they go on yeah. about Judas Priest's unleashed in the studio and, you know, because on that particular day, you, had a, you know, his voice wasn't 100%. So they went in and redid the vocals. Yeah. But Made in Japan, that was a live record. The Who Live at Leeds, that's a live record. So, it, you know, it can be done. And especially now with that technology, you could, you know, if you've got your own sound man and you got that equipment, you can go out every night and you can record every night and you could pick. Songs from different performances and you know, make the ultimate live album. Uh, you know, hey, some such and such was out of tune last night, but he's in tune tonight, yeah. And you know, you just play the odds. Where before you had to bring a truck out, and there's all extra microphones and an extra engineer, and all this palaver, which cost a lot of money, it was a real undertaking. Now it's nothing, it's literally nothing, it's just like. Uh, connecting a couple of chords, you know, and hit and go, making right sure on. the levels initially aren't, you know, going into the red and you're off, you're off to go. So that, that's pretty incredible. You can do that now.
0: Awesome. Cool. And again, we're talking with John from Raven and the album, which is out this Friday, guys, January 18th is Screaming, Murder, Death from Above, uh, and you guys recorded this in Denmark, and there's some cool... It looks like you're pressing it on vinyl, right?
6: Yeah, they did a real nice package on that. Uh, our label does that. It's uh, and it's a double album on vinyl. That way you get the best quality possible. And you actually get the CD with the vinyl, which nice. is very cool. Yeah. So you get the package, and that way you've got the CD to you know listen in the car or what have you. I don't know about you. But it's usually one of the few places where you can actually listen to music without getting interrupted.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, because you're just driving. You're not looking at your phone. At least I hope you're not looking at your phone when you're driving. But um,
6: no, that yeah. would uh, not recommended. People, try <laughs> yeah. not
0: to do that. Hey, well, let's talk about Mike, the the guy who's playing drums on this. Because he is, I mean, in the history of your band, he's really a new member. What has he been with you a couple years now?
6: Uh Mike joined us like in he played three shows with us in May twenty seventeen. What had happened is our longtime drummer Joe Hasselvander had a heart attack in the middle of May of 2017. And you know, that was it. He wasn't gonna be playing drums anymore. We had wow. a string of dates coming up in two days. We got a a guy out of Chicago because we booked rehearsal. We hadn't played in six months. We booked rehearsal, rehearsed with this guy for four hours, played the show, got through it. It was fine. And had this guy, Mike Heller, who, you know, didn't know from Adam. He came down, we talked for half an hour, went in, played a blinder, played a great show. And, to the point where it was uncannily like the studio albums and we don't really play them like those early studio albums anymore and just told them to speed up and loosen up and improvise more. And he really got into that and we played three shows with him and they were excellent and he couldn't do the other ones, but we said, well, we'll be in touch when we get back. We got a, a the guy from annihilator fabio young guy did a great job at a festival in sweden got another guy to do the gigs in europe we had a 11 date european tour came back had european festivals and invited mike out to to do them and basically stayed out on the road (laughs) ever since wow we're laughing we've never had we've never had a rehearsal yet (laughs) we've done about 200 gigs at this point so it's just a question of, you know, do you know this one? The only rehearsal has been sound checks. Right on. You know, we get to bash it out once or twice on that. And when, as soon as he's comfortable, great, great. Bring that into the set. Bring that into the set. So it's been good. We've been able to bring a few old ones in that we've never done in many, many years. And, you know, one of them was hung, drawn, and quartered on the live album. The other one is Hell Patrol, which... I think we played once in about 30 years. So it's great to get those songs out and dust them off and unleash them. Absolutely.
0: Hey, John, I want to talk to you about the the new music you have coming out uh, later this year, it sounds like. But first I wanted to get your opinions on an album that I just really loved. And I feel like there was some of your fan base who didn't accept it uh, as much as, as like I did, but it was, it really, I just thought it was a great, great album, really well done. It's really the album that got me into Raven. It's Stay Hard. How do you look back on that album so many years later?
6: I like Stay Hard. I think it's a great record. Uh, It was definitely... Uh, a progression of sorts from the previous album All for One uh, it didn't sound as good unfortunately because we didn't have Michael Wagner recording it we went in the studio with our regular sound engineer at the time and we recorded the album and mixed it and it sounded kind of flat and just didn't really jump out of it so we brought Michael Wagner back in and we did two songs over with him which was on and on and a redo of the song Hard Ride and he brought a little bit more warmth back into the sound and the, the album we get most flack about for being a real left turn and being commercial is the following album, The Pack Is Back which is a very slick 80s production and it's done to a click track and all that but Stay Hard was recorded the way we'd recorded everything else which was us live in the studio and the songs had a commercial bent, but they, were, they still had a hard edge to them. So, I mean, we still play on and on. We yeah. occasionally play hard. There's some great songs on there. Uh, and we loved the instrumental. I thought it was hilarious. The bottom line where we we were just jerking around going, da, 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 da. Right, you know, right. Hey, imagine a horn on that. And the engineer goes, well, I know a horn section. He goes, okay, bring them in. Right. And it was brilliant it was like a one-off and uh, that worked out really good. So, no, uh, I have great memories of that. We have an album out called Raw Tracks where it's a bunch of live stuff from that album out on it. I think it was a live version of Extract the Action, which was always killer live and uh, Get It Right was on that too. So, no, I've got new problems with Stay Hard. I thought it was, uh, it's exactly what we set out to do and it came out great. Yeah, love
0: that record. But let's talk about the next studio record. You mentioned late this year, a new studio album by Raven. What can we expect musically from this? Is it uh, a departure from where you guys have been with the last record, which was Extermination?
6: Yeah, it's. Uh, we basically were very happy with the way that one worked out. That was a, a big leap from the album before. And we knew we have to make another big leap on this one, which we have. and and obviously things have changed because now we've got Mike in on the drums and he's brought an awful lot of uh, extra energy and enthusiasm to this particular set of songs uh, and took them from where they were to a, a completely different level where a lot of them are just bang full of riffs and extra parts but they still hang together as songs they're not like you know 10 minute epics it's certain, you know, three and four minute songs that go through so many twists and turns that it's like, whoa. Uh, and it's, somebody heard some of the demos, one of my friends, and said, it sounds like you guys went in a time machine back in 1982 after Wiped Out. And wow. this is the album, you know, follow it as far as kind of the writing. Cool. And there's, there's some there's some truth in that. But we've got very catchy Relatively straight songs. We got a real slow killer riff song called uh, "When Worlds Collide," which is just super heavy. And there's a song like "Human Race," which is incredibly fast and complicated. And um, the drumming is just out of the lunch, on, <laughs> completely out of the lunch. Uh, nice. And it's it's even it's chock full of killer riffs, strong melodies, and it's organized chaos. Awesome, and it's this is coming late this year? Rails, That's the plan, late this year. We have a couple of intros to fix on on two songs, and we have to mix it. Okay. And then, of course, we whole cover lock, which we're, we have a concept, so we're working on that. But uh, we're very excited to get that out. We've been playing one of the songs live already, so if anyone wants to... Look around YouTube, we were doing a song on the last tour called Top of the Mountain, which gives you an indication of where we're going.
0: Very cool. Well, John, it's always great speaking with you, and we cannot wait for the, the new music, hopefully later this year. And in the meantime, we have this great new live record to hold us over, Screaming, Screaming. Murdered Death from Above by the legendary band Raven. And uh, we've been speaking with John Gallagher, the bassist and vocalist of that legendary band. John, thank you so much.
6: Thanks so much, man. You
0: have a good one. You too. Take care. yeah There. On and on. So catchy. So commercial. And I saw them, Emily, open for somebody in New York. I, and I don't think you were with me. I don't know if they, I saw them open for Accept in in New York at Irving pla Not Irving Plaza. What's the other one? Gramercy. I saw Raven at Gramercy and I feel that you weren't with me. It, but maybe you were. I don't know. It was either Accept or yeah. Udo, Udo, because Eric Bonenstiel no. and I went to see Udo no, never, a number of years I ago.
5: I haven't seen except Raven or Udo. I've only seen.
0: Well, you've seen you've seen well, Udo I've, twice no, in the last. No, well, that was Dirk Schneider. No, it's yeah, Dirk Schneider. I'm sorry. Yeah,
5: yeah, Dirk yeah. Schneider is different than Udo. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen Udo.
0: Yeah, so I saw Raven either open for Accept or Udo. I think, although it could have been somebody else at. Uh, did I say, I yeah, saw, so, yeah. So I saw them I mean, open. I saw them play let's at Let's be honest.
5: When the boys were babies, right, I didn't right. go out. Yep. I was home. I mean, there was like a five year period where I was either pregnant or seven year period where I was either pregnant or with a newborn yeah. or like, and I just didn't go out. Yeah, so right, there right. were a lot of shows like that where it's like, why weren't you there? Oh, because I had a small child at home.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. And Tool, a band that I've taken you to see I think at least once, maybe twice, is... Has finally completed, Maynard announced they've so completed exciting. vocals on yes. the record. But then he also kind of, it was almost like he dissed the band kind of saying, yeah, the ball's in their court. You know, you know it's going to take them. Those guys hate each There's other. There's a
5: lot of tension. They and hate each other. It's a huge turnoff though. Who wants, don't bring your drama into my world. I just want to go enjoy it. Oh, don't bring your drama into my but world. But that makes good,
0: that makes good music. No, Sabbath well, hated yeah. each other. Okay. Guns and Roses yes. hated okay, each other. Okay, but here's the
5: deal. We didn't know it. I don't want to know your drama. Make the music. Right. Oh, we, knew, Sabbath, we knew we Tony didn't know Iommi Sabbath. and Ozzy no, hated didn't. each other. No, we didn't. Okay, not not on a social media platform. Not this. Right. I'm sorry. Make the music. If it's tense and that's what's that intensity and that conflict is what's making the music so good, great. I don't want to hear about it. Right. That's just me. Leave it. Keep it to yourself. I don't air my dirty laundry on social media. If if Mark and Emily are fighting, you guys are never gonna know it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we might be fighting you, right right this right instant this can't second. you tell <laughs> right.
5: get out of here but you know I just I don't like that I don't dig that
0: okay big toast to you Emily talking metal toast this is something astronomy I've and I used a, to do I've yeah I got it and I got a, a tin no yeah drink. so you can't hear Wait, I'm drinking this a 500 calories. calorie IPA it's actually more it was like 530 this is out of Flemington New Jersey it is the Lone Eagle brewing brewing company and this is an IPA uh, and it's like a meal, guys. So it, you can either get fat or or possibly skip dinner and drink one of these uh, IPAs. And I only know this because I have this app that tracks calories because I'm trying to kind of... I had a beer gut for a little while and it's gone now. I'm looking pretty good, right?
5: You're like no com- thin.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Thin gym. Yeah. Um, thin, thin so I've been gym. tracking the calories, but uh, you got to let loose. And my mom got me these for for Christmas. What a cool mom. She buys me IPAs for uh,
5: Christmas. Your mom is the, like our moms are the oh, coolest your moms. moms cool too, yeah. Probably on the face of the earth.
0: Your mom bought me hot sauce for Christmas.
5: <laughs> you got hot sauce and 600 calorie IPAs. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go.
5: No, my, my my mom rocks. Your mom rocks. We're so lucky.
0: Cool. Well right now we're going to get into I got to text this guy, Rob Dukes. I miss Dukes dukes yeah we're gonna get into it oh my god
5: last time dukes was here he sat in our kitchen and we talked about his star wars tattoos do you remember he showed us all his star wars tattoos yes yeah oh my god i miss that guy so much
0: let's get dukes back on because every time i have dukes on it blabbermouth picks it up Uh, but we (laughs) also
5: need to just get out to arizona and see him because have you been to arizona
0: um, yes, with you. Remember we oh, were there God. once with my dad? Yeah, we like, did go there with yeah, your dad. Yeah, yeah, that's... When we were
5: first dating, we weren't even married. Were we in
0: a casino in Arizona? I don't I think so. I think we were.
5: And they, we loved it because they had like $10 tables, like blackjack yeah, tables. Yeah,
0: no, it was like, it was like $3 blackjack <laughs> tables. It was like some bizarre casino. It was like 3
5: yeah. it was a crazy, yeah. but Can anyway, you imagine $3 this... blackjack But we need to go back to see Dukes. Because yes, we love that dude.
0: We do. And this is Donner's Pass... Rob Dukes on vocals, Dead by Wednesday, playing with him. This is a Dead by Wednesday song with guest vocalist Rob Dukes is what I'm trying to say. It's called Donner's Pass. And after that, we're going to hear from the drummer of Dead by Wednesday, Opus, my good friend, Christian Lawrence, aka Opus, known this guy wow, I don't even want to say, it's decades at this point. And he's a great dude, and he's such positive energy, and he's such a hustler. And I mean that in, in the most loving, sincere way. This guy works it. This guy works harder than anyone I know. I've always been blown away by his work ethic. And he's got a real cool thing that's going to be happening with Roku where they're going to be streaming some really cool music and we might talking metal might even have some opportunity to throw some of our content up there so opus and i are talking about uh, that behind the scenes right now but anyways here's a little dead by wednesday with guest vocalist rob dukes followed by my interview with dead by wednesday drummer opus It's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal and checking in once again with us, Opus, the drummer of the band Dead by Wednesday. Opus, how are you, man? Good to talk to you again.
3: Hey, hey, Mark. Happy New Year. I hope you had a great holiday. It's awesome to hear your voice again. It's been a while.
0: Yeah, man. It has been a while. I think we connected last time in Nashville and uh, you were out there touring with Dead by Wednesday and we were at the the Rock and Pod expo so it was about a year and a half ago and it's always great to catch up with you uh, happy birthday man i know you just had a birthday
3: oh yeah yeah i um just, i'm like a vampire i'm just i just keep get going and going and going <laughs> the last the last time i saw you i think i was on tour with raven the last time i, I saw you we were uh we were supporting that raven tour in, in the u.s that's right
0: yeah that's and, right and and you know it's weird i'm interviewing tomorrow uh john gallagher so so it's uh it's oh, inter- you gotta, interesting you
3: gotta you gotta you gotta, you gotta yeah, you got to mention me because the last show was hilarious. Like, I ordered a hockey helmet for the last show of the tour. Oh, nice! And I, and I wore it. I wore it for the for the last show when we were messing with them. It was awesome.
0: Right, right. Because of course, their original <laughs> drummer wore the, uh, the what was that guy's name? He has a crazy name, right? Um, the the drummer
3: uh, was it like Beast or something? No, that's me. Oh, uh, I forgot his name, man. Yeah, I should know this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me right. too, but yeah,
3: I, 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 bl- I, bl- I blurted out.
0: Yeah, man. Well, I want to talk to you about everything you have going on musically, which, as always, is a ton of cool stuff. But, but real, real quick, uh, how, how's your health doing? I know on Facebook a lot of us saw you. You kind of had a health scare. Um, I guess it was last year. Uh, are You feeling all right? Everything good with your health?
3: Man, I got to tell you, I feel the best I've felt since I was a, a young lad. Um, basically, you know, touring. I started when I was thirteen years old. And I never stopped. And when you're touring, you know, Mark, it's it's a you know really difficult. You, you don't sleep right. You constantly eating like crap. And uh, on top of it, I was drinking a lot more than I should I should have been. Right. And um, I had a bunch of. What it comes down to is I had a bunch of real uh, gastro issues, which is seems to be a lot of what happened was happening right now in America with all the uh, digestive digestive issues with the food, and then they just prescribe medication, yada yada yada, so on and so forth. But Since then, I literally cured everything from just clean living. I quit drinking completely. Um, I lost about 30 pounds. I'm the longest I've been since high school. And um, I'm back, and I'm better than ever. And honestly, um, my playing has has gotten better. My energy level went up. Um, I cured all the problems I had uh, with just eating clean and cutting out certain things in my diet, like sugar, like uh, soda, like alcohol, yada, yada. So, yeah. So I'm doing great, and I can't be happier right now. My family's doing good. My health is doing great. My career is doing great. It's almost like, a, um, it almost like it's needed to happen because a lot of people, they don't, they, don't, they don't make major changes until it's too late, and sometimes you have to realize, okay, this is what's going on. You need to change things in your life to make a better to make it better, you know?
0: Cool. Well, absolutely. And I'm glad to hear you're doing, you're doing well. And let's, let's talk music though. You got so much stuff always going on. Uh, you know, you're, you're out with one of my favorite guitar players and a and couple of my favorite bass players. Let's talk about this, the altitudes and attitude. Uh, what is it like a project band? How are you guys referring to this? And can you tell us who is involved well, with it?
3: Yeah, well, the album comes out uh, January 18th. Um, and the debut show is at St. Vitus in New York City the day after. Uh, it's the debut CD release party. Um, and basically, David Ellison of Megadeth is, the, uh, is involved in it. He's a bass player. Uh, Frank Bellow sings and plays guitar, but he also played some bass on the album. Wow. And um, <clears throat> for, the, for, the, for the CD release show, um, Bumblefoot, Ron, Ron Tal, Bumblefoot, Bumblefoot is going to be uh, playing it and seeing backups for that show. And I'm going to be playing drums for the, from, from, the 16th through the 19th, we have rehearsals and then we're doing ai uh, I'm not even sure what TV show is, but our first performance is a, is a TV show. Um, it's pretty nerve wracking. Right. So, uh, it's pretty funny. And then we're doing, then we're doing a radio show and then we're doing the actual CD release party. And the guy who on the album, um, I believe it was Josh, uh, a perfect circle was the drummer who recorded the album. I didn't record the album. I was. I'm just the U.S. drummer. They even have a European guy who they use when they go to Europe to make it easier for them. But I'm just a hired gun. But I'm. It's a privilege and an honor. I'm humbled. I'm, I, you know. It's. It's. It's amazing that. Um. I'm even. I was even in the mix to be asked or even wanted to do this, and it just shows that you know all the years of perseverance and hard work has paid off. And how it happened was basically. Um. Dead by Wednesday opened for. Ellison with his three tour and we, I helped uh, right. set up some gigs around here. Yeah. I helped set, set up some gigs around here on the East coast. Um, and we opened and while we were opening myself and my guitar player, Dave Sharp, um, he, we both sat in with David and we learned a bunch of Megadeth songs and a bunch of other covers and stuff. And, uh, Bumblefoot was also a part of that. And once we did that, he realized, you know, that we were actually pro players and that we were tight and that we played well. And so after that, he asked us to do the second leg of the Bass 3 tour in Florida, and we went out to Florida and did about five shows with, with him. Then we ended up recording a song with him as a as a it's uh, a secret project that I really can't talk about yet, but it's okay. uh, something that he's putting out soon. he's putting out soon himself. Um, and we ended up recording and writing a song with him as well, um, along with his A&R guy Tom Hazard uh, Hazart. Whenever, however I pronounce pronounces his last name. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. I always mess it up, but Tom's my boy and he's uh, his partner in A&R for uh, EMP Label Group and Combat Records. And um, basically, so from that I got asked to do the A&A project for touring purposes for around you know, gotcha. the UX. Uh, the so cool. it's pretty awesome and um, next week we're going we're gonna to see how it all goes and I'm excited and, and I've been practicing and, and getting my chops up and playing every day, and I'm just, it's just really awesome, man. I can't be happier right now.
0: So that's interesting that Frank Bello, who we know from Anthrax and his bass playing in Anthrax, he's not even playing bass. He's just, he's doing guitar and vocals.
3: Yeah, Frank, and for, for this, for the shows, he's playing guitar and vocals, yep.
0: Wow, very yep, cool. On the,
3: on the album, he plays some bass. On the album, they do, there's a lot of, like, dual bass stuff on it. It's really cool. It's, a, it's definitely a departure from what you're used to from Anthrax and from Megadeth. Um, it's, it's not thrash. It's a hard rock album. And it's very reminiscent of like um, Cheap Trick, very influenced by Kiss. very influenced by uh, even like Foo Fighters, stuff like that. It's radio friendly, but it's also not over the top. It's, it's still rock and roll. So it's got heavy parts. It's got heavier songs, but there's a lot of songs that are very catchy, a lot of hooks, a lot of melody, singing, not screaming. Um, cool. It's really cool. It's very cool.
0: Awesome. I cannot wait to, to hear it. And, uh, yeah, you said Josh is playing the drums on I'm guessing you, Josh freeze. Does that sound right?
3: Yes, He's yeah, a he's yeah. drummer of a perfect circle. Yeah. Which is, which is yeah. Pretty amazing to, to, for me to, to, for me to, uh, you know, to, to be asked to play, you know, Josh's stuff is, is pretty amazing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm used to like, you know, that style, that Megadeth style, that Metallica, that, that, that old school stuff, you know, I come from that, that kind of era. So, like, I could, it's funny because I, I, people ask me, oh, what, you know, how do you, how are you doing with the stuff? Well, I'm doing great with it, but it's funny because I'm actually, the harder stuff, the more progressive, like, you know, stuff like megadeth Death Metallica and stuff like that. I could actually, uh, piece out like A, B, A, B, C, A, B, C, and I, and I know the changes. Right. This stuff, he's just, he's a monster. It's very, it's very fluid. It's the beats change, but the, but a lot of the meters don't change. And it's like, you have to know where you're at. You have to know when the beats change. And it's it's very straightforward pocket drumming, very like in the pocket groove style drumming. So cool. it's good. Thank God I have my old roots from Gargantua Soul. I have my old roots right. because I had to bring that that, that stuff back. You know? Cool. Very good. good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think Josh now plays yeah. with Sting or something. So yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a, a sought after drummer. Mean, yeah. But awesome. let's, let's, hey man, let's talk about Dead by Wednesday because you guys are always putting out so much great stuff. And I was psyched to hear that a new album is on the way april 19th i believe of 2019 yes, and what can we expect yep. you got you gotta have you released a name for the album uh, yet uh, musical direction are we are we going any place new with it this time around
3: well as you know a lot of our stuff you know we would like to we like to mix a lot of these things up with our with our band and never really have um you know a, a, be in a box but i will tell you that this album is basically just an extension of our last album, but with one singer. So if right, you like okay. the style of, if you like the style of the guest vocalist album that we did on EMP called The Darkest of Angels, it's basically an extension of The Darkest of Angels. And it's going to be, it's all with Rob Roy, which is our singer who's been with us for a couple of years now, a few years now, uh, holding it down. And the whole album is with our actual singer. And it's actually with our guitar player Dave Sharp who played with Ellison who used to be in a blood has been shed with Howard Jones. So he's a monster and we created an album that I truly feel is probably some of my best drumming to date. And um Nicky Belmore, who uh is produces uh D Snyder's new album for the Love of Metal, and also uh, a lot of Josta Jamie Jostas stuff, he produced it and Zeus, the one and only Zeus, um, mastered the album. So it's It's definitely done by heavy hitters. And I will say the album title is simply, we've never done it before. It's just Dead by Wednesday. It's a self-titled album because we have never done it. And to me, it's almost like a rebirth, a realignment of the band. And it's like, um, it's basically, I found the guys, we found the sound. We're really, really psyched about it. And it's almost like a rebranding. So we're just basically doing a self-titled for the first time Dead by Wednesday album has twelve new tracks. It's coming out on David Ellison's label, Combat Records, which is a division, a top-tier division of uh, EMP Label Group, and um, we're super psyched, man. He, you know, yeah. they're getting behind it. Um, every, it's like a one giant happy family. You know, I brought Rizzo to the family. Now, you now Mark Rizzo from Soulfly's solo album is on, is on uh, Combat. And um, you know a bunch of other great artists that, that are um, that are coming out recently on, on that label too, so it's basically a revamped version of the old combat records that. Megadeth came out on back in the
0: '80s, you know. Awesome, yeah, and I, you know, I love that last record you guys did, Darkest of Angels. Um, man, there was some good stuff on that. Rob Dukes' tune, what was that called? That was so good, man. Um, what was that oh, song?
3: That was uh, that was Do- Donner's Donner's Pass.
0: Yeah, that was great. You no, had that was uh, Donner's Pass, and I lo- I love that you had Chris Keys on that too, right? The XG Soul guy was we was sure on. Yeah, yeah, that I that was, sure that, was that was a fun record. If you guys haven't heard that, the the 2016 album by Dead. By Wednesday, Darkest of Angels was, was a really fun listen and, and diverse record. You know, you really you guys really went a lot of different places uh musically with that one. So I'm psyched to hear that that you're you know that sounds like that's gonna be the same kind of musical direction with this new record, but again, like you said, all with uh with your singer Rob, right? Rob's the singer, right? Rob Roy? Yeah,
3: yeah, Rob Roy. Yeah, he's yeah. a giant, he's a he's a huge dude, and he sings like a, a monster. Um, he could sing his ass off. He actually had a great voice, and he could scream. So we're do It's very dynamic. Uh, his rhythm is great. He could do the older stuff that we put out. That's a little more rhythmic, and he also can sing and scream. And he's you know a great performer, big presence. You know, good looking cat, cat. You know, girls like him, and you know you right know on. girls have to be at the shows too, or else guys yeah. don't show up. You know,
0: <laughs> right on, right on. Cool. Yeah. And and you are a big Black Sabbath fan, and you you have your sabbath tribute band right earth how often do you guys play
3: oh yeah well i you know whenever basically you know the way i set up dead by wednesday is similar to all the big dogs we go out and tour we have a purpose we come home and when we're home we rehearse but we don't play like the weekend warrior stuff unless something big comes up that we we, we want to do because right. it's just we have families it's just it's just a, more of a pain in the butt to do that than it is uh, back in the day, we did that when we first started. Now we go out and tour, we come home. And when we're home, instead of twiddling my thumbs because I don't have a real job, I do other things like uh, the Sabbath tribute band. Now, that's my favorite band. I-, I thought about it one day. I'm like, okay, if it came down to it and I had to pick one band to have on a, desert, a deserted island, right. what would it be? And I-, I, had to- I had to come. It all came down to Black Sabbath. It's like, okay, you know, Without, there would be no Metallica, there would be no Megadeth, there would be no, none of these bands without Black Sabbath, as far as I consider, like as far as the godfathers of, of heavy metal. So, oh, absolutely. You know, it, it just basically came down to what is my favorite band. I've dabbled in some other tributes, like the stuff. And, you know, recently I just learned all the Megadeth stuff because of, of the Bass 3 tour. But when it comes down to it, Sabbath is my favorite band. So I basically put together, I've had this for, ongoing on and off for many, many, many years, even towards the end of Gargantua Soul when I was in that band in, in the early nineties, um, I had, I started this project and it's been through, you know, different forms of, of musicians. And it's basically this, whoever wants to come and honor Black Sabbath since, since there's, since there are no more, they get involved and we become, we just go out and play all the old stuff, all Ozzy era stuff. And, um, and we have fun with it. We make a little money and it, it actually started growing to the point where now, we're being called the American Sabbath band and earth is actually, earth is actually being sought after. We did the, the, the black Sabbath movie premiere, the end of the end, we got asked to do that. And now we're going out in September. We already have a three week tour booked in uh, Europe with Lord Bishop. Um, Wow. Cool. he He contacted us and he wants us to come out and, and do the Sabbath thing out in Europe. So, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how little side things and, fun little things end up becoming like, uh, you know, real deal and and money makers, you know?
0: Yeah. No, good. Good for you, man. Well, we're going to have all the, the links up in today's show notes on talkingmetal.com and talkingrock.net, uh, dead by Wednesday, the website, we'll have the stuff up for, uh, altitudes and attitude, and we'll have your social media linked opus. Um, just, For people who don't go to the website, though, can you tell us where the best place to get in in touch with you online is?
3: Yeah, the best place would probably be either, um, uh, I would say, either Twitter or Facebook. I mean, everyone uses the social media platform. Uh, I'm not a huge, you know, I I use it all the time. I'm not a huge fan of it for my own reasons, but I still use it because everyone seems like they have to nowadays. So uh, everything's pretty much, if you just Google Opus, the dopest, So O-P-U-S, the, D-O-P-E-S-T is a name that Chris Keyes gave me back in the day. Um, Twitter.com slash slash, Opus the dot Facebook.com slash Opus the dopest. You know, even like, even YouTube, uh, all my stuff's up there. DeadbyWednesday.com. DeadbyWednesday also has a Facebook page and Instagram. So does does, uh, Opus the dopest page has an Instagram. So any of those platforms, you can get a hold of me. If you just Google the name, it'll come up, I'm sure um, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Perfect, man. We'll talk to you soon and uh, good luck with everything you have going on.
3: Thanks so much, Mark. I really appreciate it. And, uh, it's really good to hear from you again. And I appreciate the support from talking metal. You know, I've always, always been a fan of of the show and even when you were on the, on the actual TV show and now you're doing this awesome podcast. I mean, dude, you you keep going. It's, It's amazing, you know?
0: yeah it, we do keep going since 2005 we've been doing this so it's been a while but uh, it's always great to uh, yeah, reconnect with w you started. man
3: that's, that's what Dead by Wednesday started 2006 was our, our debut album on Jamie Joss's Stillborn Records back in the day
0: right on cool man well we'll catch up with you soon and uh, can't wait to hear the new Dead by Wednesday record
3: thank you brother we'll get it to you as soon as possible is rolling
4: in his grave, cause you were
0: Darwin's Dance awesome stuff Opus thanks for joining us and uh, I'll see you real soon he's coming down to New York this week I'm going to hang with him and Frankie Bello and Dave Elveson in Theory this week in New York stay tuned for some video from, uh, from that uh, if it happens Um, in a week or two here on well actually on TalkingRock.net and TalkingMetal.com by the way my site guys is TalkingRock.net please visit it there's a lot of stuff going on there Uh, the Talking Rock podcast is back by the way it's a separate podcast from this, so you can subscribe for that to, to that for free on, on iTunes. I do that with Joey Haney. It's a, it's a great listen, The Talking Rock Podcast. A new episode is going up uh, this week, so check it out. And again, you can get all this content, everything we do is available on talkingrock.net, except for the exclusive Patreon stuff, which is only av- available on the Patreon page. But uh, you know, most of the stuff I do is available on talkingrock.net net emily too so on that note uh i just wanted to say thanks to chris chris bush sent us over some cool t-shirts coconut breeze he sent me a coconut breeze t-shirt that's the famous club where bands like hole and weezer used to play in la and he sent emily a cool rip t-shirt oh my gosh Can we post a picture of you in the, yes. the rip uh, t-shirt tank. in in our show notes
5: yeah and the nice thing about this is I subscribed to Rip. So no one, so no did one's me. gonna believe this, right? I guess they should believe it. But I subscribed to Metal Edge and Rip yes. as a young girl.
0: Lawn friend running Rip, and of course Jerry Miller was yeah. the one running. Uh, and Mark and I had Metal a talk. Edge.
5: We had a talk last night about this because Rip, like, if you look at the posters, my entire walls were covered in posters and and sheets that I would pull out of magazines. It was all from RIP because they had the best, they the did. glossiest, and they had the best content. And that was all Lawn. That was Lawn. We yeah. needed, I think I've told Lawn this before, but I um I was I was a subscriber. If if they have like records of who subscribed, go back and look for Emily Green.
0: They don't have records. 2375
5: of East yeah. Drive. Bluffton, Every, they Indiana. don't even
0: have the actual <laughs> issues. They, they, they've they've oh all been God. trashed. Everything was trashed. Larry Flint, who ran, uh, you know, Hustler Enterprises or Publishing or whatever the fuck it was. He didn't save any of that stuff. It's all, it was all basically thrown in the garbage. So, yeah. yeah I would go
5: to Hook's grocery store or Hook's. It was like a, it was a pharmacy and they they had rip and metal edge and i would buy them week after week and finally my mom was like let's just get you a subscription and that, those were my first two subscriptions do you know what my third subscription was what just guess i'm a scientist
0: uh discovery no discover what was no. it called no discover.
5: Titanic I was into the Titanic
0: um I don't know.
5: National Geographic.
0: Oh, okay.
5: Around the same time, so I got three magazines. I got National Geographic. I thought you were going to say National Enquirer. (laughs) I got National Geographic, Rip, and Metal Edge as a child.
0: Very good. I love it. because
5: they had this big like Titanic thing. Right. I was into the Titanic. It was spooky. That was like the first horror movie.
0: Was it? I never saw it.
5: Oh Jesus! You got to go back and look at. Never
0: seen it. I don't want it because I want to go on one of these pictures
5: that they took of the Titanic. It is the scariest thing you've ever seen in your life.
0: I want to go on one of these like rock cruises someday with you and I don't want to watch that movie so I'm <laughs> be
5: like afraid that <laughs> We're not gonna the mega sink. cruise
0: is going to like the hit an cru- ice- iceberg Wait, or something. Wait, isn't it going
5: out right now? The mega cruise? No, it's like going out? No, something's going out.
0: October or monsters
5: of rock cruise isn't going out right now. Like
0: mega cruise is going out like in a year. It's like way, 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 way. Okay, let's talk about
5: why have we never been on this, and everyone but us because they're like
0: five thousand dollars. That's why,
5: and we have no money.
0: Yeah, that's why you (laughs) got to support us on Patreon, guys, so we can go on the mega cruise.
5: (laughs) Wait, what's the mega cruise?
0: The mega cruise is going to be awesome. It's going to be hosted by three of our friends, Jose Mangan uh, Luke Carl and Eddie trunk are hosting. It's going to be incredible. Uh, the band Danko Jones, um, Megadeth, uh, is Overkill playing? I think Overkill. I think playing. they might be. Is yeah. that the first one that yeah, you're Armored doing? Saint is playing? But it's, is this the first
5: Mega Cruise?
0: Yes. Yeah, and it sounds epic. It sounds so but, fucking okay. cool.
5: But why? Okay, Monsters of Rock Cruise is good too. Yeah. So how do you pick which one you want to go on? I think
0: I think I like the Mega uh, Mega Cruise a you're little bit. You're digging better, the Mega yeah. Cruise, huh?
5: Yeah. Do you know what I'm scared of?
0: We will go on any I'm cruise that they give us. Sickness. They give us comps. You know, Can for the Monsters of Rock, they they gave John and I comps. For the first Monsters of I know. Rock cruise, you were and we go didn't go. For go. Free. We didn't go, and now Why that we're not go? famous we anymore,
5: we had babies. and you didn't want to leave them, or what was? I that? don't
0: know what it was, honestly. I don't,
5: what year was that? It was a long time ago, right. but I remember you getting it that 2007
0: offer was two thousand seven or, no. or, or two thousand eight. I was I was pregnant. I think it was two thousand
5: eight. Well, well, Grant was born in two. Wait, Harrison, Harrison was, was born, born in two thousand eight.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, we got to wrap it up. This is Jordy, a great dude. Really enjoyed talking with him. And uh, his band is The Crown Remnant. So here we go. My conversation with Jordy. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and we are talking with Jordy Shallon from The Crown Remnant. Jordy, how are you today? I'm
1: doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you
0: bet, man. I'm really digging the track you guys have out, Inferno, which is the track off the new album, which comes out this Friday. The Wicked King Part Two uh, coming out this Friday on the 18th. What can we expect from the rest of the record? Because Inferno again, just really straight ahead, really powerful song. I'm really digging it. Are we going a lot of different places musically with the rest of the record?
1: Oh, uh, we're going to every possible place. We got kind of a lot of different genres that we wanted to hit on this record. And with part one, we kind of hit on like things like Death, metal, old school metalcore. Uh, And a couple little things like that here, we kind of decided to kind of go into a bunch of other directions where we started to kind of incorporate new elements. On part one, we had a lot of like orchestral things and like little, little violin tier pianos there, little touches that our guitarist will ask, like love to add. And on part two, we kind of went a little further on that. We have like a photo, like orchestral section to start us on. Now we've got a bunch of crazy riffs and like weird time signatures. We're doing like some almost like death metal-y stuff, like old school Uh, and just crazy, crazy, crazy guitar stuff, vocal stuff and everything in between, just trying to hit everything that we can. So we go from you know, the crazy balls to the wall of inferno to like we have a ballad on there to like an eight minute just like giant piece in itself that ends the album and we just kinda hit everything that we can.
0: Awesome. Awesome, cool. So even more diverse than than the Wicked King part one, it sounds like, as far as the music goes.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, the nice thing is because we had a little more time to sit with Part 2 because Part 1 and Part 2, some people may not know this, were written at about the same time. Ah, okay. Uh, Part 2, we had more time. Yeah. So Part 2, we had more time to sit with and kind of say, you know, after releasing Part 1, if there's anything we felt like we wanted to make more, like embellish more or make it bigger, do whatever we could, that was out, so we couldn't do that. But with Part 2, we could kind of look at what had happened with Part 1 and say, okay, what can we do different in Part 2 after having this experience? Right on. So I think that part, two became more diverse because we had more time with it.
0: Cool. And can you talk a little bit about the concept behind The, the Wicked King, the story? Uh, this is a concept record, right? And, and can you talk a little bit about that concept?
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, it, the joke is we call it the loose concept record, because originally it wasn't actually written as a concept record. But what happened was uh, we kind of sat down, me and uh, our guitarist Will Ash, and we're figuring out, the order of the songs and how everything fit together and all that. This is in the first iteration of the album before we had split it up, before everything. And uh, we kind of realized that there were a couple of themes that kind of were working towards everything, which was mainly tyranny and oppression, which then kind of helped us formulate this character that we called the Wicked King. And then once we had that character, we kind of came up with a backstory of him and how he was this tyrannical ruler who was seeking like everlasting life, who wanted immortality more than anything, who would kill anybody, do anything in order to make that happen. And at the end, what ends up happening is that he still rots away. He's still forever dying, but he never truly is. So his existence becomes pain. And so on a couple of songs of the record, that the story being told. And on a couple of other songs, it's still based on that tyranny and oppression of the entire record, but doesn't directly pertain to him, per se.
0: Gotcha. Cool. Cool. And I mean, I hear, I hear stuff you're saying there, and it makes me wonder, does it tie in at all to like a lot of the crazy stuff we see going on in today's times with, with politics and, and
1: power oh, and all.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I come from a lot of different worlds, but you know, I was raised, my dad kind of turned me on to a lot of different like pop punk bands, Green Day and all that. And that led me to the Offspring, which led me into like hardcore and all this stuff. And kind of growing up on a fair amount of that stuff made me want to get a little bit into politics. I and mean, then, you know, you get into things like Megadeth and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and you slowly just kind of get into that head of, it kind of gets into your writing. It leaks into it. And I think that there's a couple songs in particular where that definitely has had some influence on us. I mean, if you look at on um, part one, you have a song called Burn the Throne, uh, and that is heavily influenced by the political climate and just the social climate right now of politics in the world. Uh, and I think that a lot of the songs on the record do have a little hint of that.
0: Very nice, very nice. So 2019, we are, we are here in January. The album is about to drop this Friday. What does the rest of the year have in store for you guys?
1: Oh, man, we, you know, we're going to do our first run for the full West Coast. Uh, we're really looking forward to that. We've never done a full run. You know, We have a lot of California at this point, but we kind of said, you know what, it's time. We've got enough fans in these places. We should hit it. So we're going to go. We're going to do our full West Coast run, as well as Get Out There, and we're going to hit a couple other places outside the West Coast. We ended up getting into uh, Boise and Nevada and a couple other crazy places that you know we're really excited for. Uh, but outside of that, we've got a couple new music videos coming out. We've got plenty of new music, and we're probably going to come back and start writing later this year. I wouldn't be too surprised, because we're terrible at not writing songs all the time. Wow. It's actually wow. like... We are the worst at that, yeah. Uh, literally, as I speak, it's like we've got all these songs ready, and you know everybody in the band's already got hundreds of ideas for the next one, but we're too excited for this one coming out to do anything yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, right on. And can you talk a little bit about the uh, the other members of the band?
1: Absolutely. Um, okay, so there's me, obviously the weird bearded guy that's singing and screaming stuff in front. <laughs> and outside of that, we got my right hand man, Will Ash. Our lead guitarist. He also does the and vocals in the band, and he also. Uh, does the orchestral compositions do on any of those tracks. You know, I might like throw an a piano note, but then he'll go, why don't we do an entire arpeggio and then throw it on this and this and this, and he'll go crazy with it, and I love him for it. Uh, outside of that, we've got our other guitarist, George Lopez. Um, not to be confused with a comedian, although I will say he is hilarious. Right. Uh, but he, yeah, I mean, I tell you, that guy can shred and riff like the best of them. Uh, outside of that, we've got our lovely bass player, Hustle Lara, who is not only probably the coolest guy in the band, but uh, he's also probably got the most traditional, like old school heavy metal background. He's a giant Maiden fan and he's a giant Megadeth fan and all that stuff. So he's always bringing in that classic influence, which is just nice. something that we love that he can bring. Yeah. And then outside of that we got Art Ramirez, our drummer who is basically Mike Portnoy 2.0 mixed in with like Gene Oglin. And that is the best that I could describe his playing. The dude is yeah. insane. Technically feel wise, I have not met a better drummer in my life. And he's also just the sweetest guy. And also, unexpectedly, he's also an actor. So he does a little bit of everything.
0: <laughs> right. And, and you do stuff, too, right? In the Like outside of, of music in the entertainment world. You do comedy. Is that, is that true?
1: Yeah. Uh, for a while, I was actually teaching it at a college, uh, just like running the club for that. And then I was doing the stand-up set in L.A. for a couple of years. And recently, I've done it a couple of times, but it's kind of taken to the back burner just because I've been working so hard with ground remnant and all this stuff and i just you know it's truly my passion to do all the music stuff so i do comedy and i still love it and whenever i can i get out there i do a set you know get out in front of people make myself like an idiot and have the best time of my not doing it but i still music starts happening <laughs> right on
0: right on cool and
1: the the other guys uh
0: you you they have jobs in the entertainment world too or like besides the music or or not
1: Well, so partially. So outside of this, what I do also is, you know, I produce bands and I help them songwrites. And then Will actually is a guitar teacher and he does session work as well. Oh, cool. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. um, Yeah. And then artworks in a bakery. (laughs) Ah, nice. Nice. You know, I mean, he loves food. I don't blame him. Food's fantastic. But, you know, that's the way it is. Right
0: on. And where's the best place that people can get in touch with you guys online?
1: Okay. So the best places to go would probably be uh, Facebook. The Crown Remnant, Instagram at The Crown Remnant, Twitter at The Crown Remnant, and www.crownremnant.com. Those cool. are the best for all the band right there if you want to stay up to date. We're always doing something, and I heavily doubt we're ever going to stop on that front.
0: Awesome. Well, that's great news. And to take us out right now, we're going to hear the song Inferno off The Wicked King Part 2 by The Crown Remnant, which is out this Friday, guys. So be sure to go and support this new release. Check it out on Amazon Music, YouTube Music, uh, what, Spotify? It'll be everywhere, right, Jordy?
1: Literally everywhere. Anywhere you can think of, Deezer, Tidal, anything possible, it is there.
0: And there's physical copies too, right, if somebody wants a CD?
1: Yeah. Awesome. There will be physical copies. Uh, We will be bringing them out on tour with us, and if you want to order one online, we should have it in our store coming soon.
0: Perfect. Jordy, the best of luck to you, and we'll be watching for you guys when you're out on the road.
1: Hey, thanks so much, Mark. And if you ever want to guest host on one of those music episodes that you guys do, I freaking love those. I would love to come <laughs> back and do anything with you guys.
0: All right, yeah, that would be fun. Definitely, Jordy. Let's do that sometime. Yeah.
1: All right, man. Oh, Take yeah. care. All right, you too, Mark. Thanks so much. Have a great one. Keep in touch. <laughs>
4: i
0: tool earlier emily i'm gonna take us out with a little tool this song i'm down is so epic it's uh, a fantasy of what would happen if um california slipped into the ocean after an earthquake and yes arizona was the new oh god shoreline so this is pretty amazing does get-
5: maynard live in arizona <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, he does actually. Yeah, he he, does. I, I believe he moved. Did that he inspire lived in this, L- this? Yeah, he song? Moved, lived in L.A. and he <laughs> moved to, to Arizona. Let's but talk no. about Arizona. What inspired
5: it? Okay, tell me.
0: Uh, Bill Hicks, the comedian, his stand-up. This is old school. Yeah, his stand-up. Who died? Bill Hicks, uh, amazing comedian. His stand-up routine inspired this song. So he had he would talk about. Arizona Bay and you know get rid of LA and all the posers and stuff and 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 so his stand-up routine inspired this song
5: yeah but let's talk about all the people that have moved to Arizona Alice Cooper Halford Halford
0: yeah Mustaine right? Mustaine
5: right. moved to Arizona and and Maynard what what's right. up with Arizona
0: I don't know like well, I guess Maynard, it's his uh you know it grows his wine there I guess but I don't know
5: He grows his wine? The
0: grapes for his wine. Oh. Yeah.
5: I I wish I could grow wine in my backyard.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. All right. So here's a little tool to take us out, guys. Thank you for uh, supporting Talking Metal. Please use our Amazon links. You guys were great with the uh, Christmas holiday in using our Amazon links. The Amazon links are available for people in Canada, America, and... When I say America, I mean, you know, United States of America, and... UK. So if you live in any of those countries, just go to the show notes on talkingmetal.com uh, for this particular episode and you will find um, all the links to your specific countries and how to link over to Amazon where you just make your purchases uh, like you normally would. It's just one extra step going to talkingmetal.com first or talkingrock.net and using our links to take you over to your specific country's Amazon store. So Thank you for doing that. Please continue to do it. And of course, as always, if you want a talking metal t shirt, you hit up my PayPal with 20 bucks and be sure to include your shirt size and address. All right, little tool here. One of my favorite bands, by the way, of all time. Tool. Here we go.